And yes. we're only halfway through the news. <laughs> this is the news. I actually had that. You've only lost one. the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's war on the Austrian, Australian, Hong Kong border. On snapper news, when fact into doubt won't go. <laughs> so, welcome back to the Long Snapper podcast. Uh, we are back again talking about the NFL and all the talking points this week. A uh, bit of a skeleton crew today. Craig is off. I'm filling in for him doing hosting duties, underprepared as usual. I'm Adam, and I'm joined by Mark and Doug. So, hi to you both. Now then. All right, mate. Underprepared is the best way to be. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> Anybody who's listened to the About as prepared as a Ben McAdoo offense. Yeah. That prepared. <laughs> well, we're not gonna see we're not gonna see much of that for a while, but we'll uh, we'll come on to that. Um Jeff Fisher could be on his way to the Giants, um, or a more successful coach. God, I really um, hope for their sake he's not. <laughs> I did Imagine say that, that in did say that in jest, but you can't rule it out. <laughs> Jesus. Um, let's let's kick off as we often do uh, with a quiz, and I have one myself. It may have escaped your attention that Frank Gore this week uh, became the fifth all-time rushing yards leader in his career, um, which. You wouldn't necessarily expected. I don't think I realised quite how prolific he's been. Um, maybe is it a surprise? Maybe not. But uh, the quiz is kind of about Frank Gore and comparing him to other players in NFL history. Nice. Um, so I'm going to give you. In fact, you're going to both be out of ten. Uh, five different categories, two two quick fire things on each, um, and it's essentially whether other players are better or or worse than Frank Gore in their in their careers. Um, so who would like to go first? In fact I'll just I'll just alternate um, each category. So uh, the first one is the record he just broke. Um, all time career rushing yard leaders. I think with this it's from Pro Football Reference. I'm talking about regular season only generally in this quiz. Um, right. So as I said, Frank Gore is at number five. Um, all you have to tell me is whether the following players are higher or lower. Bit of player cards, right? Kind of. Uh, but <laughs> it, but we're just comparing with Frank Gore. We're not kind of going on. Um, so uh, so there's, oh, only gonna be, there's only going to be four people that are higher. That is true. Right. Um, <laughs> you've, you've you've nailed that one. <laughs> Good. There's a floor uh, in this quiz. Yeah. <laughs> Like, I, I remember looking. I remember looking at this when we were doing our top running backs. So I reckon. I, I reckon I can do all right here. Interesting. All right, you can go first then. Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Does he have more or less yards in his career than Frank Gore? Well, if if memory serves, it's Ladanian Tomlinson that he's just gone ahead of. So I'm going to say he has. Ladanian Tomlinson has less yards than Frank Gore. Uh, you would be correct, Dougie. Uh, same question, Curtis Martin. More, more or less, more or less than Frank Gore in his career. Less. Uh, you'd be wrong. Curtis <laughs> Martin's actually number four on the all-time list. I wouldn't have got that one. Uh, Mark, Walter Payton, more or less than Frank Gore. Walter Payton. Uh, Walt, Walt Payton's got to have more yards. I think he was like one of the top. He was he was near the top. So yeah, I'll, I'll say Walter Payton has more. Uh, you'd be spot on. And Dougie, Eric Dickerson. More. Incorrect. Mark has flown into a... Unassailable lead. A two-point lead, could be. <laughs> uh, right, next category. Uh, touchdowns. So career touchdowns Frank Gore is 26th equal on that list by the way on 94 career touchdowns um Mark you oh in fact Dougie you start this time um Adrian Peterson more or less than Frank Gore more correct Mark Jerome Bettis oh uh, uh, <laughs> I've kind of this shows how underprepared I am I've just asked you a player who also has 94 career touchdowns that's not going to work <laughs> um, 
<laughs> so more or less than exactly the same number. Yeah, yeah, leave, leave, leave that in. <laughs> okay, let's go with Edger and James. More or less than 94 on Frank Gore. Um, less. Uh, you would be correct. Uh, Doug, Isaac Bruce. More or less than Frank Gore. Less. Is it fewer? I should be saying fewer, shouldn't I? No, it's grammar, less. grammar podcast. Fine. Uh, less is correct as well. Mark, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, more or, le- or f- less. Um, Larry Fitzgerald, more. Correct. Oh. The perfect round. Four, two to you, Mark. Um, next category is uh, yards per attempt throughout their career. Frank Gore is at 4.4 yards per attempt. Uh, so I will start with I'll start with you, Mark. This time, uh, Demarco Murray, higher or lower than Frank Gore? Lower. Uh, higher. He's actually 4.5. Ah, oh, well, phew, what a massive difference. <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> Bloody hell, Doug. Uh, Levy on Bell, higher or lower than Frank Gore? Uh, higher. Incorrect. He's, uh, he's down at 4.3. Terrible. Uh, Mark, uh, <laughs> Emmett Smith, higher or lower than Frank Gore? Emmett Smith. I would say Emmett Smith would be higher. You would be wrong. Ah. 4.2 for Emmett. Emmett. And... Doug Barry Barry Sanders higher or lower lower than Frank Gore no higher Barry Sanders averaged five yards per carry <laughs> that was that zero round round went well stays <laughs> at four two okay uh, Doug you can start the next one and that's just pure rushing attempts regardless of how they ended up and Frank Gore is sixth on that all time list with three thousand one hundred thirty nine. Uh, so, Doug, Marcus Allen, more or less than Frank Gore? Less. Correct. I mean, Frank's Mark. score brain basically must be just like a soup. With barely firing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> barely firing murder weapons. <laughs> uh, his longevity is actually the really impressive thing about his career, the way he's played as well. He um, must have like not- a skull like Homer Simpson. Yeah, a crayon lodged in there. <laughs> uh, Mark, um, I'm going to give you Barry Sanders again. Um, more or less than Frank Gore. Um, just total rushing attempts. Total rushing attempts. Uh, well, Sanders, I assume, must be... Because I think he probably got more per game than... Than Gore, but because he quit quite early, I will say that Sanders would be less, but probably not by much. Uh, you'd be correct. He's 3,062 versus Gore, 3,139. That was close than I thought. Uh, Doug, Jerome Bettis, more or less than Frank Gore? More. Uh, you'd be spot on again. It's all, it's all or nothing, this quiz is going to be. <laughs> And uh, Mark, uh, let's go with Emmett Smith again, more or less than Frank Gore. Um, I would imagine this. But yes, yeah, long career. He must. Uh, Smith must be more. Yeah, he is. In fact, he's top of that list. Uh, Smith, uh, just. Not a high average per carry, it would seem, but he did pretty well overall, obviously. Um, So we are on 6-4 to you, Mark, with one round left. Really is all to play for. All to play for. Um, Is this still going on? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You're on the edge of your seat. (laughs) Looking up ranking stats on his phone. No, no, Donald Donald (laughs) Trump just tweeted a picture of him and his his disgusting family with name a better family oh wait that's the Twitter and I was just uh, looking for a Frank Gore's fam- family no, I was just looking for a family picture of the Wests 
which I found, um, and that sucker's sent. Brilliant. Good man. Like he won't know who they are. Uh, right, Mark, the last yes. last category. Uh, let's keep this. Let's keep this relevant. <laughs> Career fumbles. Frank Gore's have forty-five of those. <laughs> um. So Barry Sanders, did he have more or less than forty-five fumbles? Um. Barry Sanders, I I don't know. I. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as your answer. Just say higher or lower, mate. <laughs> I, I will. Let, let's go with. Let's go with higher. Uh, that would be wrong. Ah, oh, <laughs> bollocks. Doug, uh, proving can, I just didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you can have Ricky Williams higher or lower than Frank Gore. Lower. Uh, you'd be wrong. <laughs> um, do you want another couple of questions, no. uh, Mark? Uh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all about on, knowing on, how long to make the quizzes on, last, on, isn't it? <laughs> you don't do on that. I, I don't. I'm, I was going. I was going to give you Matt Castle just for shits and giggles because he actually has more career fumbles than Frank Gore. Uh, but we'll we'll give you music instead. Did I win? No. Good to see that you were paying attention, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know whether I'm losing it as a quiz master or if the contestants just don't pay me respect anymore. Uh, I suspect it's a little bit of both. I don't know, mate. I just um, think that one went on just a tiny bit too long. <laughs> 16 rounds is a bit much for a quiz in a, an hour-long podcast, isn't it? <laughs> Especially when it's only on Frank Gore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I, I've yeah. learned nothing, though. Well, all the Frank Gore fans out there, there must be one. Yeah, it's Rich. They, they love him. Rich Newman loves great. him. He yeah. he sent me a message about him overtaking Ladanian Tomlinson to make sure that we acknowledge it on the podcast. So <laughs> I took it one step too far. You've really um, you've done that. And let's never speak of Frank Gore again. Just think what his rushing average would be if he didn't play for the Colts. Well, it's dipped actually. It's dipped significantly since moving there, and that's something that Rich also pointed out. Strangely, um, should we talk some actual non-Frank Gore-related NFL? Please, God. Let's let's do that. Um, I should re- I should remind listeners that you can find us at the place you're already listening to us, which is probably iTunes or something else. Um, <laughs> you can follow our Twitter page at Long Snap Pod or Bants with a Z. Haven't said that in a while. You won't find much. We move um, on, mate. We're always adapting. Yeah, yeah, we, we are. Uh, let's talk some NFL. Um, we've got to start with the Giants, haven't we? I'm I'm sorry, Jack and everybody else. Um, I mean, what what do you do if if things aren't going right? You do you fire somebody or do you just fire everybody? Oh uh, well, I th- I don't I don't think. The situation with Eli helped Ben McAdoo. I do think that it's one of the biggest overreactions to something I've ever known in the history of the NFL. You've got a quarterback there who hasn't played well for going on three years. The mistake they made is not playing Webb, playing Geno Smith, who everyone knows is an absolute train wreck. You, you basically substitute an old train wreck for a slightly younger train wreck when you've got an unproven train wreck sitting on the bench. <laughs> Prove that he's not a train wreck, you know. I, it just seems a bit arse backwards. But but to go on like people are going on about how it's a disgrace to have benched Eli Manning, I, I just think that's all a crock of shit, to be honest. He wasn't playing well, was he? But he, he clearly wasn't helped by his offensive line, the weapons that he had, there was, there was more wrong with that organization than, than Eli Manning. And I think what you said last week, Doug, to prove that I was listening, that it was, (laughs) it was, it was Ben, it was McAdoo looking for an excuse and throwing someone under the bus. And he probably thought, well, Eli Manning can take it. um, So we'll make it him. 
I do think it was a it was a poor decision. The way the handle was probably poor. Um, but he was. I think that back, he was clearly a guy that was well out of his depth. I had no idea how to get out of it, um, and yeah, time for a change and clearing house is probably the best way for the Giants to move forward. I think I, I, I think it was a sensible decision. And get going now. I I can never really understand why in the past there's always been this tendency for NFL teams to persevere um, and then wait until you know that first Monday after the the regular season for everyone to fire them. I don't I don't mind that they do it a little bit early. It means that they can get started on the search a little bit earlier on. Um, they can start to sound people out. I think it's um, it makes a bit of sense and it probably brings a few smiles to the players' faces as well because they wanted him gone. See. What I don't get about this, now the dust has settled, and I, I hear you, what you're saying, Dougie, about the fuss about benching Eli Manning and so on. I don't necessarily agree with that. I, I don't agree with a lot of what the Giants have done, though. They had their oh, not losing I was convinced Eli gonna, Manning. But... I was convinced you were going to say, I don't agree with a lot of what you say, Dougie. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping that's where you were going. Right, Craig, Craig's not, Craig's not here this week. Yeah. Yeah, um, but what I don't get about this is why... Obviously, they everybody knew McAdoo was going to get fired after the weekend, regardless of what happened, right? So why have they, as a collective decision, presumably, wherever it's come from, why have they benched Eli Manning at this point? It takes away whoever they're going to bring in as GM and as head coach. It takes away one of their options. I'm not saying that was necessarily what they should do that, next week or the week after would be to go with Eli, but now they've made it impossible for whoever comes in to well use Eli Manning in any way it's just all it's all soured I um, think he's presumably now going to leave and go to the Jags quite, quite the get... opposite I, I think yeah, I, I just some, something that. that maybe hasn't been discussed that, that I've seen on social media is perhaps Manning said the only way I stay at the Giants is if you fire McAdoo but, yeah, but it is, isn't isn't Am I right in saying that the decision hasn't come from McAdoo to bench him? But initially, obviously, it looked like it. It should be should be the head coach's decision, but from what I've heard, it wasn't. So I'm not having that. I'm not having that at all. I I think that's all all on McAdoo. I'm yeah, not having that was... anyone else made that decision. On the yeah. face of it, it seemed like that was my when when we were recording last week and that news broke. That was what we all said. It was oh, McAdoo's. This is desperate from him trying to keep his job but it sounds like that was already decided um i'd heard it wasn't it wasn't necessarily his decision to to bench him i don't is this from your well-placed source inside the giants uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i can't Ian, believe it would come from anyone Ian other than yeah I, I can't believe it's anything other than the last act of a dying man yeah um it's i'd be i can't believe the, the with the relationship that the owner there has with with Manning and the Manning family, I would be staggered if that decision has come from anyone other than the coach or GM. Yeah. It's, no, I, maybe, it's, maybe all, maybe, it's all quite strange, though. What's, what's going to happen to Eli? Well, he's going to stay at the Giants. Is he, no. he going to go to the Jags? Is he, no, he'll is stay at the Giants for another five years. Yeah. I don't think he'll go anywhere now. The, like the If they've removed the problem, um, which is which is the coach. They get back some weapons on offense. The defense is decent enough anyway, with the money that they've invested in it. Um, they basically, he's got no one to throw the ball to. You get back Beckham, you get back some of the other weapons that they've had. Brandon Marshall was there and everyone forgets that everyone was talking about them being potentially the best. What's some of the best two wide receivers in the league? But like, from a he hasn't got any part, yeah. anyone to throw to. He's got Evan Ingram well, and Sterling. Shepard. Evan Ingram is, Evan Ingram is, is looks decent. So you throw him, throw him in the mix next year. You make a couple of, um, adjustments to your to your offensive line and they'll probably be all right i can't understand why if they're getting a coach that he's happy with and there's a lot of talk of josh mcdaniels coming in um if he's the man i think um eli's perfectly happy to stay there i think look, they're, they're in a strong position that if they're keeping manning so they don't need to draft a quarterback which means they're gonna have a top five pick they'll be able to trade down and turn that one pick into a couple maybe revamp yep. their offensive line in the first couple of rounds pick up a running back in round three uh, add it to those receivers. I think Marshall will stay for another year just because yep. they didn't really see what they had with Marshall this year. So, barring a retirement from Marshall, 
I think he stays. You get Beckham back. You've got Shepard in the mix. You've got Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram looks a real find as well, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? Pick, pick up a running back, revamp the offensive line. You've got a defense. You're a contender. Yeah. You say revamp the offensive line like that's easy. Um, that's the, the Eagles one of the hardest did it this things. Year? No, I'm not saying it's it can't happen. Um, that, you're only ever a left you, you tackle away from having of... a good offensive line, and, yeah. and they're in the position where they can get the best offensive lineman because there'll be teams willing to trade up around the top five or six, which I, you know, New York are probably going to have a top three or four pick. So anyone who's sort of seven downwards that needs a quarterback is going to look at New York and say, well, we can make a trade and get one of these quarterbacks coming out. They just need it's, to pick where they think that offensive lineman's going to go. Choice. So they're, they're, they're in a strong posi- as strong a position as a two and nine team can be, or two and ten. You, uh, you, and, and I think one of the crucial things, as has been noted by certain people that have, been, that have appeared on this podcast and whinged about it, but they need a left tackle so badly um eric eric flowers is a disaster so pick, picking up a decent left tackle i don't know what the, the draft class is like for that but if there should be well, some... they'll be able to improve on eric flowers you I, would I, think i, so. I need to not watch i don't need to watch any college football to I mean, tell you that yeah so I, I agree with you i think that next year i think they could be right which seems bizarre considering their record this year but i wonder how much of that is down to um is down to the head coach and that the they would have a slightly better record if they were still as happy to play for McAdoo as they might be now that Spagnolo's interim coach for a little while. We'll see what we'll see what they look like over the next couple of weeks. We will see and we will also see how the the, the young quarterback goes assuming assuming he starts. No, Eli Eli will be back. No question. Will he be back? I reckon so, yeah, I reckon he starts next week. Uh, so it's just a whole thing's making me still scratch my head but we can uh, we should probably move on um staying in the NFC East um horrible couple of weeks for Dak uh having scored negative points twice in a row in fantasy so as soon as I drop him from the long snapper league he comes back a little bit and uh brings Dallas home against Washington um uh, can the Cowboys still hang in there? Um, have they got enough to hang in until until Zeke's back and keep themselves in the running? Or is the is the NFC just too strong? Yeah, that I think that I think that they're stupid in that they didn't take the the ban and suspension earlier on um, because they oh, probably wouldn't have ended up yeah. with a massively dissimilar record than they ended up with anyway um, because he had a couple of fairly poor games during that run. Um, uh, that I think it's too late for them to be honest with you. You've got other teams that are up there in the wild card positions that are a couple of games ahead of them. I can't see the Cowboys going on enough of a run and the other teams dropping to enough games in order for them to squeak in. I'd be really surprised if they uh, if they make the playoffs. Yeah, well, obviously that that division's nailed on. Um, they've got some some hurdles to jump over for for wild card spots. I mean. I just, want them to keep, that... I just want them to keep in it long enough that they have to bring Rogers back. Well, I was, I was well, Dallas. Um, we're talking about the Cowboys here. Oh my God, I thought you were talking Green Bay. Sorry. <laughs> keep that in. I was, I was about to, you've ruined my segue, um, but you can, uh, <laughs> let, let's, let, let's talk about Aaron Rodgers. Um, doesn't listen during the quiz or the rest of the podcast. It turns <laughs> out. You were talking about Green Bay. Oh, oh Doug Foss. I wonder if our listeners listen. Yeah. Get in touch and let us know. Um, if you Aren't just you sit, sit there, <laughs> sit there and let the, <laughs> you have it on in your ears, but don't tune in. I don't know. Um, so Green Bay, another team not quite out of it in the NFC. Um, yeah, I just want Dougie. them to keep. I just want them to keep in it until. Long enough that Aaron Rodgers comes back and plays week 15 and 16. <laughs> well, because you've got him in your fantasy league. Well, yeah. I mean, I don't want right. to bore people with my fantasy story that isn't in the long slap pod okay. league. But, no, um, no. you know, no, let's not worry about it. Traded, traded uh, Aaron Rodgers for Todd Gurley and then picked him up on waivers this week. So, uh, happy days with that one. But yeah, I'd like him to come back. It makes football better if Aaron Rodgers plays. It's not just about fantasy. Of course, it does. And actually, 
they've kind of hung in there with Huntley. Um, yeah, and he was written wins. off, wasn't he? Written off. They, they, he, they, he's looked all right, um, but he, he looked better against the Steelers. I thought he played pretty well against there. His last game, um, he was playing the Bucks, so let's not have too many, have too many orgasms over him. Um, should be all right next week at the Browns. But then those two weeks that you're talking about, Doug, they're away at Carolina and home to the Vikings. Um, as, as a coming back quarterback, that's two pretty decent defences to face. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. When, well, yeah, that's fair enough. But I suspect, again, I think that they those, those in games, that period. Yeah. They're games they, that the Packers would lose without Aaron Rodgers and yeah. possibly win with him. Yeah, I just think it'll be too late for them. I think again because the NF if they were an AFC team, they'd probably be all right. But because they're in the NFC, they I, I think will be just too far back now. But they should be they should be seven and six going into that really difficult spell against Carolina, Minnesota, and then Detroit. So it's it's possible, and because they played a couple of the other teams that are up there, but I still think it's unlikely. I mean, they came from nowhere last year, and that was with Aaron Rodgers. Um, <laughs> I think they they should be able to get they, by with that. However many it was in a row to just about scrape in, and then looked looked like they were going to make the Super Bowl. But um, we'll see. I mean, if if it kind of depends, yes, I could see them bringing Rogers back. It's just just hopefully they don't do it too soon, where he he can cause himself more damage. Yeah. Um, but that might depend how close they are. You know, if Hundley say drops a bollock against the Browns and they've come out with nothing there and you think, well, actually, it might not be worth it. Just, yeah, just keep it back, keep him, keep yeah. him for next year. I think we'll know a lot more after after this week because if they go and and beat the Browns without him, and other results go in their favour, and suddenly they're seven and six, and teams in the wild card hunt are you know eight and five, then you think maybe it's maybe it's worth bringing him back if it's um, if we've got a chance. Well, what record come do you back think if he's going to need? And if he's fit, he's going to come back. Yeah, but if they're out of contention... If they're out of contention, there's no point rushing him back, is there? Hmm. Uh, I, I, as a fan, wouldn't want to see him if you're... uh, I'd rather sit Aaron Rodgers and get a draft pick five further up the board, quite quite frankly. You never want to lose a a game, necessarily, but sometimes there's more than can go wrong. Yeah. Um, What do we think the... You need as a record in the NFL to, to make it as a wildcard team. Are you literally going to need eleven and five? Yeah, ten or eleven wins. I think it will be the minimum to get in. I mean, you're, you're talking about ten wins. Two of the teams in the wildcard. That's only two more wins out of the four that they have left. So it could it could be eleven and five. It, basically, there's a lot of teams that have got to win almost all their games left. You're talking about the Falcons needing to win their final four games to get in the playoffs now. So you've got the four four division leaders being the Rams, the Saints, Vikings, and the Eagles. You've then got the Falcons, the Panthers, the Seahawks, and um, potentially the, the Lions, Lions. Ashes out of the North. Um, yeah. Cowboys at six and six, and that's about it. Uh, where are Washington? They've lost, just lost. Washington, them. yeah, Washington are five and seven, and they're yeah. five and seven. They're pretty much done. They they can only get to nine and seven now, and that ain't going to be enough. So it's going to be tough. Unlike unlike the AFC. Kansas City can lose the rest of their games and still still make it, right? And they, and they probably will from what's gone. <laughs> <laughs> what's gone on there, Doug? My God, it's I've, not just I've losing to the Jets. I've been losing... saying it since week one. If you if you live on third down, you die on fourth. Yeah, but what? How how have you lost? What on the face of it looks more like a shootout against the Jets rather that you could you could believe sixteen thirteen, <laughs> but what? You know, both teams scoring in the thirties. What's well, happened to well, that? The Jets have been scoring all year. I don't think that's that much of a surprise. And Robbie Anderson's emerged as probably one of the best from this year's draft. So I don't think it's as. Josh McCown's having that year that gets him his next contract. He does it every four years, and it earns him another thirty million quid. So you know he's literally fifty or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How long? How long's the keep Amazing, doing that? and he's got the hair of a white supremacist. Um. <laughs> it, I, I, I just wasn't surprised by it wasn't at all. Expecting that. In, in any way it, Josh McCown can do that they've got the weapons that can do it Matt Forte came back and 
you can run on the Chiefs if you want to. So, no, not not a surprise. I'm, uh, to be honest, we've spoken about the Chiefs the last three weeks. I'm just a little bit over it, over talking about them. I think we'll miss the playoffs because I think the Chargers are playing better football. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you've got, you're playing every team in your division once more and the Dolphins. So, I mean, it's not, not nailed on no, either but way. It's, it's not but, the same as, you know, it's not the same as Buffalo playing those teams, is it? There, there's more on inter-divisional rivalries than there is yeah. on, in, you know, on, on divisional rivalries and inter-divisional rivalries. So, opposition Denver and, and both Denver and Oakland will raise their game and it'll be completely different from when, you know, Oakland played New York this week. There'll be, there'll be a completely different side and the Chiefs have got to step up or they're going to get done in both of those games. Oh, he's back. You are. Doug, you're going to have to say all of that again. <laughs> well, he won't have to say all of that again because he's the one recording. It depends. We didn't hear any of it. So good point. Well done. <laughs> I, I, I wholeheartedly disagree with everything Doug, just said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Next, get next three games at home. So it's, it will be it'll be interesting. They they need a rocket up them. Um, at least Alex Smith looked decent again in the last game against the Jets. If that, that D can sort it out at home, there's still a chance. Um, Buffett, you're right. The Chargers is looking like the team in that that um, division at the moment. Hey, they even beat the Browns at the weekend. You know, you've got to take them seriously. Yeah, and Josh Gordon and everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I saw analysis of the Browns, Josh Gordon, etc. <laughs> Well, what, they're going to be a contender next on? year, mate. I'm telling you, they're a quarterback away. That's all they are. They're a quarterback away, and Kaiser actually looks like he's rounding into a bit, bit of form. He can, you know, if he can control those interceptions, then maybe, you know, they're a couple. They're of actually not cut. the worst team to watch. They're absolutely like, not. They're, they're a good team. They just get what, in their own way. Well, you've got to yeah. think though. They've got to get. They've got to come to a point whereby you st- we stop saying they're a contender next year. And they've actually got to become a team that wins us some games because for all like the, oh, you know, they're, they're not boring to watch. They're, they're doing all right. He's looking good. They've got this. They're 0-12. So at some point, all these picks that they've got, and they've had good draft picks for a lot of years, but they're still not winning any games. Um, so is is it the coach that's the problem or is it just the fact that Kaiser's the quarterback? Someone's got to go in there and figure out why they're, a- still, why they're still 0-12. It's a bit of both. I think what what I was saying about quarterbacks is true for Kaiser. I, I think that he's he was written off within his you know well, he's written off by the Browns. He was benched. Yeah, benched by his own coach. But no, no, I think they're a better team than their record suggests. If you look at Pro Football Focus, they're they're sort of middling in most of the categories. In fact, their offense and defense lead some categories. Is it's really weird that they're. I think they've got a decent defense, and they're not—they're not being blown out of games. They're—they're they're playing they're teams still, close, but they're still not winning any. Uh, no, yeah, but, I mean that becomes a habit, though. Sometimes, yeah, and that's the thing—is that so? Is that a mentality that the coach needs to do something about, or maybe the coach is the problem? Um, because there's a lot of talk, you know, of oh, it's Hugh Jackson's brilliant, and he's—he's he's the man to lead this team forward, but he's got to work out a way of making all these draft picks come together and click. He can't have another season where. Oh well, next year is the year that the Browns are going to finally come good with all these draft picks. Some stage they actually have to come good. They've had a well, tough. If they sc- don't next year, that would be it for. They've Hugh had Jackson. a tough schedule, guys. I, I mean, they played. They played the Bengals. Obviously, the Bengals, Ravens, Steelers are never going to be easy games. They're in their divisional rivalries, and then they've played the Jets, as we've seen. McCown, McCown's turned it on this season. They've played. The Texans, the tightest Deshaun, game they should have won. Texans with Deshaun Watson, they lost by three points in a in a twenty one point game. Um, to the Titans, they lost to the Vikings, the Lions, who can score loads of points. They've lost to the Jags, who are one of the top teams in the AFC, um, and they've lost to the Chargers, who are the form team of the NFL. Yeah, they're still so, not winning the game, but you know, and um, the Bears, they've got to target that Bears game as a potential to win. And and also they could probably they'd probably be looking at this Packers game saying if we can get under Brett Hundley's skin then maybe I, d- I just don't think they're an zero and sixteen team they're certainly nowhere near as bad as that Lions zero and sixteen team I could see them I could see them winning one of those um, 
it could even be the Packers with that with that defense. It's not terrible. It's not. Yeah. Should we talk Who, about some relevant teams then? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you say that next next on my running orders the 49ers. Oh, uh, good. Another game that means loads. Well, it, I think it's it's worth it's worth a mention just because of uh, our man Jimmy G um, from from New York. Ah, Garoppolo. I said to myself I wasn't going to do that, uh, but yeah, they last second field goal, Robbie Gold. It had to be, didn't it? Uh, Scoring all the points. Soldier Field. Um, yeah, they they they've got. Yeah, obviously a significant improvement at the most important position, right? Yeah, that, that guy. Yeah, I mean, carry on, Doc. No, I, I was just going to say the guy's a winner. They're going to win games with him. It's simple as that. Yeah, again, he's someone that I think that it, uh, Doug is right in what he says about quarterbacks, and that we can um, we can write them off too early. I think we're also as uh, because people are so desperate to like quarterbacks i think we can we're also in danger of bigging them up too much as well he's had one game where he didn't throw a um you know one full game where he didn't throw a touchdown against the bears um now again i think he's someone that suffers from a lack of weapons um it, it does look like he's got he's creating a decent partnership with trent taylor and i you know don't get me wrong i thought he looked good i thought he played i thought he played really well um, he was a lot, nearly 300 yards. Um, I was impressed with him, but I'm going to like reserve judgment on saying that he's the best thing to have happened to the 49ers since Steve Young, um, just yet until, we, you know, <laughs> just, we'll do that next um, week. <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, fuck me. He's like, d- didn't throw a touchdown. Um, played well, don't get me wrong, but I've heard people defense. saying that he's, he's, he's Tom Brady-esque. It's but Mark, he won, he won, which the Browns didn't. The Browns haven't done. It's look, true. I, I, I would argue. Yeah. I, I would argue that I've seen a, a lot of rookie QBs and a lot of newish QBs. He just looks like he knows what he's doing. He looks confident and composed in the pocket. His eyes are downfield. You know when you can you can just look at someone and you get the sense that they're in control. You don't get that sense with Geno Smith. You don't get that sense <laughs> with uh, you know. Even with Josh, like someone like Josh McCown, you don't get you don't get that feeling. Josh McCown knows what he's doing. You know, with Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. the way he moves around, the way he sort of escapes I pressure. I thought that the previous game where he he came out um, for two throws, yeah, and he threw a touchdown, and yeah. he just looked it just he just had the some sort of aura. Before we move on, um, we've got to talk a bit. I mean, the game itself was quite an impressive comeback from Pittsburgh from two touchdowns down um, to, to win with a, the last kick. Uh, but it's, there's one of those hits again. We love talking about them. Well, actually, there are two, two that we probably should mention in that game. Uh, the first by Juju Smith-Schuster um, on a guy who had it coming. Uh, let, let's be honest. And that's part, perhaps part of what happened. Um, and then what might be a retaliatory hit on... And, Antonio Brown in the end zone. Um, I didn't necessarily have a problem with the the Schuster hit by itself. The standing over him to show that he meant it afterwards doesn't sit well. Um, the impetuousness Doug. of youth. I, I don't know yes. if you boys have noticed that the NFL's got really chippy the last three or four weeks. Yeah, really. It's people get, people just getting know. pissed off, aren't they? Yeah. I, I'm not sure I know what it's all about. It, it's definitely getting a bit chippier. Maybe there's a little bit of like, here yeah, lads, let's uh, liven this shit up because let's be honest, there ain't many good quarterbacks playing football at the moment. So why don't we yeah, spice it Bengals, up by killing, Bengals, killing each other? <laughs> Bengal Steelers don't normally need encouragement with that, let's be honest. Uh, did, did I hear right that the Bengals had a franchise record of penalty yards in this game? 173? I didn't know it was a franchise record. I did yeah. see the one seven three. Yeah, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm sure I heard that. That that you know, that might be wrong, but I'm sure that it was. It's it's certainly up there. Um, and I think Houston had at least that. It felt game against Tennessee. This is worth a quick mention. It amused the hell out of me. I don't know if you saw Houston was driving down the field, 
like last chance saloon in their, their final drive. They had a fourth and four, I think it was. And the same player, offensive lineman, committed three false starts in a row to move the fourth and four to fourth and 19. That's impressive. Which they then converted. <laughs> and the next play, the next play, Savage threw an interception. <laughs> you couldn't, you couldn't make it up. Um, but, yeah, there were a few penalties in the game, but yeah, 173 by the Bengals. Um, yeah, I mean, they were the, they're, they're completely their architects of their own downfall in this game. Um, they started well. The, the the Steelers, to me, looked a bit shell shocked, especially after the Ryan Shazier injury, um, which was a, a real bad one. Um, and kind of his own fault, considering he tried to smash into someone with his head as hard as he could. Um, so, yeah, the architect of his own downfall. But then at 17-3, the, Lev- the Le'Veon Bell touchdown and some of the tackling that went on, I don't know if you saw this, from the, sh- from the, the quarterback of the Bengals, just to basically get out of the guy's way to let him go past him down the sideline. You don't make that tackle. Or you make that tackle and they possibly don't score. Back in the game at that point, and then the penalties... The- the Bengals, they're just fucking idiots. And they seem to do this every single season. Again, I wonder if it comes to, you know, they need to start think, looking at their head coach. His time's up, isn't it? You've got to think so. And they, they just don't change. They just, again, they're another team that gets in their own way. They should have won this game. They were playing so much better than the Steelers were. Um, it's, yeah, I find them such a frustrating team to watch. I couldn't agree more. I think I think for Marvin Lewis, it's it's just, it gets to the point where, yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying he's not a good guy. I'm not saying he's not a good head coach. But his time has run out there. I, I'm sure um, he could he could go somewhere else and do a job. But you just think they're out of ideas. They they seem to be drafting. They drafted a lot of skill position players, and you think, okay, there might be some excitement there. And then it, they just don't know what to do with it anymore. And they just seem to have a Dalton. lot of angry, angry bastards in that team. That just yeah, wants... I mean, there, there's there's an issue there, surely. Um, you know, that might be that might be down to not not just Marvin Lewis, but yeah, you've got um, Mixon being mentored by uh, Pac-Man Jones. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, probably says it all. Um, shall we? Shall we move on? Um, if we've got nothing else to uh, nothing else to say about the news, please say no. There we go. Um, one sentence previews have been one take recently. I don't see why tonight should be any exception. Play that predictable music, Dougie. <laughs> edit the podcast yourself, and you can have whatever music you want. <laughs> yeah. I was not complaining about the music. <laughs> Whoa. Play that funky music, white boy. It's something there, jog on. Okay. New Orleans at Atlanta. Alvin Kamara is single-handedly winning fantasy leagues at the moment. Can he get there with his actual team, mate? Indianapolis at Buffalo. Must win for the Bills to remain relevant. Dallas at New York Giants. Who knows what shape the Giants are going to be in. And with Zeke only a fortnight from returning, Dallas aren't done quite yet. Detroit at Tampa Bay. Lions need a win to stay in touch. The Bucks need a win for Dark Cutter to stay employed. Oakland at Kansas City. San Francisco at Houston. Three weeks ago, this game would have just been horrible. Now, it's merely okay. Green Bay at Cleveland. One more week for Hundley before A-Rod returns. Argo at Cincinnati. Nothing more than a worse draft position to play for in this one. Minnesota at Carolina. So many great NFC matchups at the moment. This could finally be the end of the Vikings' winning streak, though. Washington at LA Chargers. The resurgent bolts could go clear at the top of a putrid AFC West. New York Jets at Denver. Can anyone remember the last time the Broncos actually won a game? Tennessee at Arizona. Thanks for beating Jacksonville, but now B-Red, C-Red can lie down again. Thank you very much.
Philadelphia LA Rams. Let's try that. Huge NFC clash. Rams at home are more than a match for anyone. Seattle at Jacksonville. Seattle's D versus Blake and Jacksonville's D versus anyone doesn't sound like many points, but this one's the game of the week for me. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Outrageous defense against outrageous offense for the division. And New England at Miami. Should be another boring, easy win for the evil organization. Ugh. Horrible way to finish. There you go. One take. Beautiful. <laughs> How about that? Um, shall we talk some fantasy? Yes. Big Ben, Bill Benichick, Dak Prescott, Fat Rob, Defensive Players of Idiot. I want to leave by taking Agent Peterson in round six. Such a tosser. Yeah. Tell, tell us about that. Tell us about that league, Mark. I mean, what, what, so you you drafted Adrian Peterson late? Yeah, what, so a, what this, a pickup that must have been. This was the. Can you remember a, a certain other? Sorry, when NFL I said podcast? tell us about that league, I'm like, <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Um, long snapper podcast fantasy league is into the playoffs. Finally, and I'm not. I'm not in it. I having started the, the best of the best of the four of us, um, Doug. I don't think you're in it, are you? Yeah, yeah, I am. And <laughs> not, I don't know if you guys know who the highest scoring player <laughs> in the league is. <laughs> Do you? Highest scoring team in the league? Oh, I've got, don't care. Don't, don't care. Don't care, I'm not in it. What's got two thumbs and is the guy that's the highest scoring t- player in the league? Is it Professor Fumbledore? Oh, no, no, it's definitely not him, is it? This guy... <laughs> Definitely not fumbled him. It's good um, to see that trade made all the difference to his record, though. Yeah, he not had a bad. Right. He had a bad start. I mean, trading tra- that trade will go down in history as probably the worst trade ever. Yeah. Not to you, though. Not to me. Not to me. Although um, I've run some simulations and I would have made the playoffs without that trade. So, uh, lies. Whatevs. See. <laughs> He's probably not even joking about that. <laughs> and, and let's be honest, no, nobody's going to call him out on it because we've got no evidence. And or more to the point, we're, we're not willing to find the evidence. Yeah, we don't. We don't care. Uh, let's let's look at the the actual championship playoff bracket. So we've got quarterfinals. We have Supervines up against the Rocker. Uh, Supervines number one seed. So congratulations to Jake Viney. Uh, Juice, check yourself against the Welsh Welsh Patriots. Um, Hotcliffe Tantrums against anyone but Doug and Marshall Lynch's motorbike gang against Ray Rice's family values. It really is a shame Craig's not here. Really, really is. <laughs> I don't know how Doug, uh, um, not, sorry, not Doug, I don't know how Craig has snuck into the playoffs with his shower of shit team. Uh, well, nor do I really, but the best thing about it is that I've got a buy in our league of record as well, and Craig's playing in the first round of the playoffs so by the end of Sunday Craig's fantasy season could literally be over <laughs> unlike mine whose was over last Sunday <laughs> despite the fact in our league of record um, that I, I, I miss out and there are teams in that playoffs that have got a losing record well, you know the rules at the start of the season mate and anyone oh, that I, complains I'm... about shit like that should stop playing fantasy go and play fantasy <laughs> Premier League where everyone has the same team after January the 8th oh don't never do that. <laughs> do me a favour. Apparently, well, apparently, there's one that you draft players in now. Still don't care. Um, it's all about the consolation bracket, though, right? Definitely, that's the one that people care about. <laughs> I can't even be say that convincingly. Uh, yeah, um, it's just annoying, isn't it? I mean, I imagine most other people in the league are probably behind the anyone but Doug thing. Um, just, just from more of what you'd expect from him in the well, last let's, five minutes, let's, really. Let's, let's be honest. Anyone... Who's been giving it more of a big one about how good their team is over the course of this season? Well, nobody. I think Craig has been quite vocal <laughs> in how he trusts his process. He's always doing this. You know, we can look at the record, but <laughs> I'm top of the league, whatever, yeah. He, th- he does like to... Two, the two people that nobody wants to see win this league are, are you and you and Craig. So, um, you know, anyone else other than you, anyone else other than you two is, um, you know, Viney, Vince, anybody else. 
don't care who it is, but please, God, don't let these two idiots win. Yeah, listen, so basically, <laughs> in our league of record, there's a trophy, and what I've got planned for that trophy, should I win that league, is going to be something else. I'm just wondering whether we... Basically, if I win this league, we're going to have a trophy. If we don't, we're not. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Idiot is idiot. not the word. Idiot, idiot is probably a bit kind. And it's not even accurate. It's not the idiocy that we're annoyed about, really. It's not the idiocy that um, makes Craig want to beat you so much. Um, it's that. that. <laughs> you know. question I was um, going to ask you, boys, is the, the whole concept of the Constellation League. Does anyone really give a fuck about them? Um, like who bought, who wants to be in the losers bracket? Well, that, that's why you should always I'm just put something on it. There should always be something right. on it. So it should be the winner of the. Con- I've always maintained that the winner of the consolation bracket should get the first overall pick. Stick it, stick it out there. Let's, let's do it. I'm all for that. I'm second seed in the consolation bracket. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> I might, I might even look at my team between now and Sunday. Well, that's because that's the thing. I'm like, I'm, I'm now tempted in the t- my two main leagues to like come in the consolation bracket in both. I'm just going to pick a team and let it run because who cares? Okay, well, I'm, I'm hereby declaring that whoever wins the consolation bracket, the, the draft order will be decided by reverse finishing order of the consolation bracket. There you go. So if you win the consolation bracket, you get the first pick next year. All right, I'm in. I'm, I'm I'm locked in again now, Doug. I'm have to re I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, have to reload that fantasy. I was I was quite happy to ignore it, but no, you've yeah. you've done it. On, on, on this morning, that app got deleted, so I'm going to have to. Put... <laughs> that's 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 dramatic. So it's, it's kind of a day I look forward to every year. I've got an eight gig like, iPhone, and I'm deleting that app on the day I get knocked out of the playoffs. Yeah, exactly <laughs> right. Because <laughs> it's and it's such a shit app anyway that I'm I'm always like I'm delighted when I can get rid of it. Um, I'm only still in the playoffs in my ESPN league, so that app that app survived. The NFL one got binned off straight away. <laughs> I've got a flea flicker app as well. That's three apps I don't want. But... Yeah, get rid of... um, to go back now for fuck's sake. I'm not sure. Well, it wasn't oh, great. Yeah, another it thing that didn't come up, Mark, was the fact that you didn't start a full team in your fantasy team this week. No, that was only because um, I I missed that Adrian Peterson was inactive. He, he was came out inactive too late. Yeah. Or the NFL, the NFL app showed him up as being active, and then the game started. Not out this week. Got you to your homework. Sorry. Anyway, don't worry. Adrian Peterson wasn't going to play from about Saturday. From yeah, I, came I, out. I, the NFL app had him active the whole way through up until the game started and then all of a sudden he was inactive. The the teams don't always update the status of a player. Like if they list someone as questionable, but they know that they're either playing or not. It, they might have a I mean, it absolutely kills you because all week, it's like with Antonio Brown, all week they were saying that he's not going to play and then he's on a Monday night and you get to Monday night, he plays and scores 16 points. I mean, how many people lost their fantasy leagues because of that this week? Yeah. yeah, how many people missed the playoffs? Yeah, fuckers. It's worse on a Monday night questionable player because you yeah. then you don't have the. Well, that's, well, that's, that's Sunday, why I didn't play Brown. In, well, anyway, before we move away from fantasy, we have to, and thankfully for the final time this year, mention Survivor, and we have a winner. If you didn't know, um, Rich Newnham decided that he would hedge his emotional bets and pick Chicago against the 49ers. Because in his his words, actually not his words, got to add them in front of me, and I'm much too lazy to prepare. Um, he wanted to be happy about the 49ers winning and wouldn't care about Survivor or something along those lines. Uh, so he's just thrown it away. Viney sensibly picked the Chargers, although even that was in doubt for a while. Um, so we may have had a tie or a tiebreaker, but instead we have a winner. Congratulations, Viney. I mentioned it. I remembered. Well done, Viner. There you go. The first winner of anything yeah, to do with the long stat pod. Yeah. And can, and can you catch me in the Pick'em League, Viney? You're five games down. No one cares. No one cares. Me and, Vi- me and Viney care. <laughs> well, you got no Let's, fantasy uh, to Let's talk about. amongst ourselves, mate. Let's just talk amongst ourselves. Let's get out of fantasy. And the tens, tens of listeners who are out there. Are you in? I won a league based on taking Adrian Peterson in like round six. Man like me! <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, let's move on from fantasy into what we've called Aki Street. Which is shit. Like uh, a it's really, a work really in progress. Really, so really shit. Let's, let's think of something else for that. It's it's a soap opera from New Zealand. That's all it, it all it is. Yeah. Um, the lot like pod guide though, to losing money. <laughs> we all talked about what bets we were going to place last week, and, as, and it transpires that nobody placed the bet. So it's going well for us. Um, it wouldn't have worked anyway. <laughs> yeah, we've actually you, gained money because of that. My part of it would have. A fantastic Garoppolo bet that you want to tell us about. Yeah, so Jimmy Garoppolo was five and a half to one to for throw for 250 yards in a 49ers victory, which was ridiculously good value. So I um, banged some money on that and won some money on that, uh, which was nice. One of those bets. Actually, what I would suggest if you're going through Betfair is to go down all of the independent markets because if you just go for match odds, the value isn't there. But if you go for like, there's always value to be found in any touch time, any touchdown score markets. There's also value to be found in things like the, I think they call them um, player performance doubles. So there'll be, you know, British born JHI will rush for 75 yards and the Philadelphia Eagles will win. And you can sometimes get decent, decent odds on those. And the Garoppolo I think it's team. one of those leads to the other, right? In a lot of those bets. Exactly. So you think exactly. it's two things that you've got an accumulator, but actually if if player A does this, the team's more likely to win or yeah. the second thing's more likely to happen. And be, so basically you were betting you're you're getting five and a half to one on the 49ers beating the Bears. Because if 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 the 49ers win, there's no way Garoppolo's thrown for less than 250 yards. It's it's just not going to happen. In yeah, fact, he, yeah. he had nearly 200 yards by the end of the first half. So I was just I was just hanging on, waiting for that that final field goal. They they made it as hard as they could, but yeah, <laughs> five and a half to one basically for in a two horse race. There you go. Need to be need to be doing more of that. So let's uh, we'll. We're not. We won't do it now because, again, I'm underprepared. But we'll have a have a look at it between now and the weekend, and perhaps let's tweet some out. Yeah, we'll get our, we'll get it bets on like that. I'll put the bet on this week. Yeah, sounds sounds good. I know it's not my turn. Um, let Let's get out of Aki Street, find it a new name, and get into why we're all here. Any other business, Mark? Why don't you crack on with your AOB? Uh, so a couple of things for me today, if I may, Adam. Yeah, um, of course, you may because uh, I've got two. Uh, there's, there's a new rule came out today, um, off the back of the first ever recording of the Long Leg Pod. Um, any vehicle or motorway or parking related AOBs are hereby banned. <laughs> right, I've got one thing to talk about then, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not adhering to that rule. I can't. Just, just so you know. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, I want to talk about Benevento. Um, I don't know if you've seen this. They're a Serie A team um, that's had the worst possible, um, and I think it's a 14-game losing streak from the start of the season, which is the worst in football history, beating a record set by Manchester United, I think, in the 30s. <laughs> Um, which is which is ace, and this weekend they they've had a lot of games recently. I've been kind of following it just to just to see how many games they managed to lose in Serie A, um, and they've got up to fourteen this week. They they the last couple of weeks they've been really really close to not losing, um, which seems like a, a weird thing to to celebrate, um, but losing games in the last like five minutes and so to other teams. And this week this week last They're weekend gone. Pretty much, yeah. Um, and this weekend, they were playing AC Milan, um, famous, famous team, and they were losing the game to them and managed to equalise in the 95th minute with a header from the goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> if you if you haven't seen it, it is it's the celebration afterwards um, from Benevento of the fact that they've drawn a game and they now show up in that league as having one point um is is absolutely outstanding it's it's a joyful thing and it's um it's what makes sport brilliant um when you can get a goalkeeper in the 95th minute equalizing to end a record it's excellent if you haven't seen it i would look it up on youtube good work what was your other thing mark 
Um, I was going to talk about dicks that park to park right next to your car in a car park where there's a million spaces. Yes, please do. Had that loads. I've had that loads recently. It happens in my son's nursery all the time. They've got quite a big car park, and yet there always seems to be like when there's no one else there, the other one other person that turns up to pick up their kid at the same time as mine parks right next to the side of me where I've got to open the door to get him into the um get him into his seat. It pisses me off. So stop doing it. And leave at least one space if you can. That's it. See, I I try when I go to a car park, I try and find a space with a free space either side if I possibly can. Maybe I'm maybe I'm weird. Um Dougie. Good for you for doing that. Well done. That's courteous. It's not courteous. It's because then it's easier to open the doors and stuff. Yeah. One thing, one thing helps another indirectly. Um, Dougie, what have you got? Uh, yeah, just just quickly. Um, cleats for causes for the NFL players this week, and big shout out to all the NFL players who wore autism related cleats. Yes, I saw. You. I saw. I think I saw a Facebook post actually. No, I wholeheartedly agree with that. I mean, it's, it's something that I think needs to. It's, it's a really good idea and a really simple thing to do, and it, it's something that needs to be picked up in loads of other sports. And um, I saw you mentioned it in in rugby, Doug. I can't see why footballers don't do it. Um, I think it's a really, really nice idea. Yeah, the if NFL I, does things made, like that well generally. If those boots were made for general retail, like if you could buy them for one hundred and fifty quid or whatever, then I would buy a pair definitely. Yeah, and I think a lot of people would. Yeah, I know. Couldn't couldn't agree more. It's, yeah, so say it's something that not just things like that, but you know the salute to service stuff and the the cancer charities that they do. They kind of have a, a different thing in each month in the NFL. It's something that they they do very well that other sports could perhaps do better. I couldn't agree more. Um, as I said, I have two things. One is quickly wrapping up last week's AOB and my NFL Shop Europe story. I now am in possession of. Well, actually, two jerseys. I'm still in possession of one of the errant ones, but I'm in possession of a correctly named and numbered jersey, which I've also been fully refunded for. So thank you, NFL Shop Europe, for getting someone senior who knew what they were doing in charge and sorting it out. So there you go. Power of Twitter or pretty much. Power of the long um, snapper yeah, pod, the, mate. Power of the long snapper <laughs> pod. I guarantee the NFL Shop listened to this. Well, if, if they do... I've, so I set it right on Twitter. I then praise them, having criticised them. I, I should say now. Um, secondly, this is this is a bit a car hire thing, but I haven't. I had a, we had a courtesy car last week uh, for cars got a new engine. Here's go motoring related, <laughs> um, and picked up a courtesy car. We had it for four days. Um, both my wife and I driving it at various points. Um, Pick it up. It has half a tank of fuel in it. Can you return it to us with half the tank of fuel? Why Why is any car hire situation or courtesy car, why is it ever not full to full? It, it's baffling. Like, How on earth are you meant to know how much fuel to put in to get it to half a tank? Are you going to go to a petrol station and put two quid in, get in your car, test the test the gauge, put another two quid in. Test the, can, I, can I save I, us all I, I a return. lot of time here? You find out how big the fuel no, gauge no. is, the fuel tank is, and then work it out from there. If it's a 40 it's litre a fuel tank... Car. Mate, well, you haven't got Google. I've, I don't have time. You, I, why, mate, why can't they just do it full The time full? you've wasted doing these any other businesses, you ain't got time to look on Google <laughs> to see how big a fuel tank is. <laughs> uh, on, on, and on that note, I think it's uh, on that bombshell. I don't think you got the support that you were hoping for there, did you, mate? <laughs> I don't think it even matters anymore. Everybody for listening. Thanks, Mark, Dougie, for I was going to say humouring me. Um, you're not even doing that. Um, <laughs> we're, we're past that. We're past that now. It's just open ridicule. <laughs> as, as it should be. Um, yeah, we will be. We'll be can back. You always next week. Just, can you just ask the people just to say how much roughly do you reckon I'll have to put in to put in half a tank? It's quite simple. How, how big's a fuel tank, mate? Fifty yeah. liters, probably twenty-five liters to get it off, isn't it? Yeah, probably, mate. Yeah. Cheers. <laughs> Just, just have it full to full. Then you're not worrying about it. 
then you're not having to do maths and yet you'd think I'd be able to do it wouldn't you yeah I would turn that car with three quarters of a tank of fuel just couldn't work it out I'll tell you what I was stood behind that car I was thinking I, how much? Tried to work it out. I went to 15 I different garages I put a quid in each time eventually I got it to half full I was I had to get to the dealership before it shut and I was only 10 minutes to spare <laughs> I can imagine you sat in the car raging because you oh, like you think how much I've got to put in this bloody car. <laughs> how am I supposed to know? <laughs> no, there's, I there's up. No well, way I, could do it. I put the nozzle in and started squeezing it. I forgot. And there's something, oh shit, there's 12 quid. I mean, oh. No. <laughs> <laughs> you just fill it up. You just fill it up. It's just easy. Oh, did you fill up half of it? No, why, why would it have half a tank just 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 fill it up it's easier for everybody listen <laughs> if if you hadn't done that i wouldn't have had to do this aob and there'll be millions of listeners that would be happier God, so it's your fault <laughs> all right let's get out of here it's been fun as ever and um, we will catch you next week cheers, boys. cheers. cheers.